This is Saturday morning's must-listen format. The Melbourne Racing Panel. Dean Lester, David Gately, Mark Olmus from the tab. We're working through the meeting at Flemington, Kensington Stakes Day. And one via the SMS, Gator, nice to know our audience haven't lost their sense of humour. Gator spending too much money on lycra and coffees and not paying his phone bill. So they pay attention to when those bills come in, Gator. Well, I think par- that's partially true and uh, it's hard to argue. But some things are just uh, great in life. Caffeine's one of them. Race seven's the Kensington Stakes, one of the listed races on the program today. It's over a thousand metres down the straight. Take out number one, Hal Vorson, hopefully back on track shortly after just a bit of a mucus, according to, to Robbie Griffiths. Numbers seven and eight also coming out. How's the market look here, Mark? Um, yes, it's uh, it's looking like Rose Courts will start favourite, two dollars and forty cents. Thought Gator might be able to save a bit of money with all those sleeveless tops and the singlets that he rolls into the studio with. Uh, anyway. Uh, Esther LaRocca at 390, 460, Yulong Command. All of these have trimmed up because there have been massive holes left in the market by Hal Vorson. And, of course, Alpha One, who we'll get on to a bit later, uh, Warren, but it's been really well backed in Sydney. Deep Speed also coming out. Uh, yeah, it, it looks as though this market will shape as we get closer to uh, to the race. But it's been all about Rose Courts in particular since Alpha One came out. How are you seeing the, this race, one of the features at Flemington today, Dean? Yeah, a little bit disappointing. Uh, certainly, the scratching of Hell Vorsen means everything's on the uh, on the limit weight here. Uh, Rose Quartz, probably the challenge is uh, as Graham Begg outlined uh, for Mick D to get off the ra- or get off the inside from Barrier One. If uh, the uh, the as uh, the Brendan Jackson mentioned, the the uh, probably winning down the centre of the track, uh, but her. Run last start was good, and it's not a big field. And the speed's drawn out wide with Yulong Command and Esther LaRocca, so uh, maybe there's, there'll be little spots for uh, Mick to plot a path on Rose Courts. And the way she finished off in the Doveton Stakes suggests she's very close to a win, so I'm with her to beat Esther LaRocca, who's very honest in this sort of grade and will run well again. Uh, Parsifal, uh, back from Dubai, uh, didn't win last campaign, but ran some terrific races and should be strong here in Newland Command. I don't think the straight's absolutely strong suit, but uh, he's going to give a good sight for a long way. Uh, and I think he's just taken a bit of racing too to get really hard fit for his racing style, but I'll put him in next best. But it is a perfect race for Rose Courts if she gets to the right part of the track to sprint over the top of them. Six, two, three, and four. Your thoughts, Gator? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with Rose Quartz as well. I think um, the concern in my humble is just coming back to the 1,000, but I think the straight gives you a, a better chance to wind up. So as a rule, I'm, I'm less uh, nervous about that coming back and clear up the straight than perhaps other tracks that are a bit um, desirable and have a bend. Uh, she's a good Flemington horse. Uh, she did look at coming when the last time, chasing the flying jigsaw in good time. Esther LaRocca, well, it wasn't far off Bella Nipotina. Uh, second was Maliba who won this last year. Uh, that was two runs ago, then nutted by Scissor Step. Kept fresh back on dry. She's won five of ten on top of the ground. Passed off a long break, um, but, uh, of course, beat home Hell Vorsen this race last year. And Yulon Command with no alpha one. Uh, I think that helps his chances. Uh, six, two, three, four. Six, two, three and four from Gator. Six, two, three and four from 
Dean Lester and I'll just fall in a line because it's seeing the race exactly the same way and just think with any luck from that draw, Rose Courts will just be able to dash over the top of them. Six ahead of two, three and four. A carbon copy for me. It's a big night of Greyhound racing tonight. The Meadows with the Phoenix. RSN's dog is McInerney and Big edition of Cracking the Codes at 10 o'clock today with Matty Stewart, Dan Malecki and Simone Fisher. And Simone will be part of the coverage on Phoenix Night out there for RSN 927 with Andrew Bensley, Ethan Christian, Ronnie Hawkswell. Tonight, Gillan McLaughlin will join the team, AFL CEO, to talk about his link to our dog in the Phoenix in McInerney. So must listening after 10 o'clock this morning. Bit of an insight from Gillan McLaughlin on his link to McInerney in the Phoenix tonight at the Meadows. Race 8 at Flemington. Today's over 1,400 metres. Open handicap with corner pocket heading the weight. Scratchings are numbers 4, 12 and 15. Mark, what's happening with the, the markets here? Those uh, scratchings not uh, too significant by way of deductions. Mr. Exclusive, 2 cents. Uh, corner pocket. Uh, 4.40 into $3.70 has been clearly the best backed. Uh, Umgawa, who beat at home last time out first up, given a good push by Dom Sutton, as we heard earlier, $6 into $5.50. Those are the main two, but there was also support straight off the bat on Wednesday for Poland, uh, $11 into 7 and also Morvada was 13 into $8.50. So... Uh, there was also support actually for Morrissey, nineteen to twelve. I just noticed it's eased out again to fourteen dollars. But the the main two are the top two embedding, Corner Pocket and Umgawa going up against each other once again. How do you think they might run it along here, Gator? Yeah, no, I think um, you know similar to uh, the previous uh, sprint race. I think there's a natural leader in it in, in Morvard. I think his best chance of success is leading. Um, and at 1,400, so he gets that scenario here. There's a number of others that can posse up right behind him, uh, but he looks a logical leader, and he, he was good. I thought in Adelaide last time. He was seven weeks between runs. He was back at 1,200. He held third on what was what became a real swoopers track. Uh, the Cornell have since run really well again. The winners won a listed race again, in fact, subsequently. So and getting back to Flemington, 1,400, I'm surprised there's, there's such a differential between he and Corner Pocket. They clashed. Uh, back in February, I think it was, um, Corner Pocket peeled off his back, ran Morvada down. Uh, this time, Corner Pocket draws 15. So you can clearly make a case. Um, in saying that, Corner Pocket was terrific first up. Just couldn't hold off Umgawa. Two kilo swing helps. He's won two or three second up. The miss, he was third in a blamey to inspirational girl in a horse called Zagi. So it's difficult uh, form to uh, to ignore, isn't it? Umgawa was a jump-out star before beating Corner Pocket Fresh. He's proven second up. And Nicolini Vita back on dry, and we saw him back to terrific form. Linked to the main four, uh, one, two, nine, and eight. How are you seeing this race, Dino? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Corner Pocket, Warren. Uh, I thought he ran well first up. He's really good at 1,400 metres. He's drawn wide, but uh, as Gator mentioned, when you've got more Varda, probably Rain Beal, I think, at 1,400 from Barrier 1 if she... Uh, decides to jump out of the gates. Uh, they're the two that uh, probably might lead corner pocket and he gets across ahead of maybe Poland and Edison. He gets a pretty good run. So uh, not too worried about the draw and uh, I think he'll be hard to beat. Amgawa from barrier two gets a cheap run. Just have to get out at the right time. There's not a lot between them off there meeting at Pakenham. Uh, eight Nicolini Vito also ran at Pakenham. I'm trusting the form out of the Pakenham meeting. He ran in the... 1,400 gold bullion and ran very well. Uh, he'll be competitive again. 
And 16 standoff, terrific run last start, drops a lot in weight, loves Flemington, um, the speed of the race will suit. Just think she's a little trifecta, first four chance at odds. But uh, now I'm with Corner Pocket, 1, 9, 8 and 16. 1, 9, 8 and 16 from Dino. David Gately's numbers in race 8, 2, 1, 9 and 8. I think Yambiala, as Gator said, was a jump out star going into that first run. He delivered on that at a distance probably short of his best in a race with his reasonable speed. I think he can tuck in behind it. Nine, Umgawa for me. Head of one corner pocket who'll improve with that run under the belt. Roll forward from that wider draw in a race where there looks to be reasonable speed. Morvada will be part of that speed and Jamie Carr will be rolling him along and, and making him hard to get past. You would think that seems to be his best attribute. I thought Six Edison might be an improver with the blinkers going on third up. He might be ready to improve and suited by what looks a, a reasonable tempo up front. Nine, one, two and six for me in race eight. Race nine closes out a big card at, at Flemington over 1,400 metres. Benchmark 70. Scratching is number 11, Van Roy. What's the market telling us here in the last, Mark? Favourite Victory Bay, $6 into $5, Warren, Luke Molan, Luke Nolan, rather, and Peter Moody. Corona Lads there at $6.50. He's exceptional. A stakes winner from his three-year-old season is a seven fifty shot. Gee, there are a lot of hopes here. Indifference on Wednesday was eight fifty straight away into six fifty. A few bets taken. Now seven dollars and fifty cents. And uh, micro eight fifty. There was one down the bottom there. Commander Harry. Commander Harry, 34, just into $21. A few each-way tickets written about the toppy here, the four-year-old son of Reliable Man. Big field should in general ensure at least a reasonable speed, but I thought maybe Jennifer Wish, Comanche Brave might be two of the more likely on speed runners in, in a competitive race and some different form lines merging here. But I thought number five in 15 indifference was one that had no luck at all last start and would be suited spacious track here at, at Flemington in a race where I think the big field will at least ensure that they run along he can balance up and, and be strong late so 15 for me indifference Jamie Carr with a very strong hand right throughout the meeting 15 ahead of nine Naboo Star who been freshened up I think's jumped out quite nicely between runs a horse that will appreciate 1400 metres on the fresh side can run well at odds Corona Lads going well for the Nathan Dunn stable chased a, a smart mare in the final of the uh, the country series here that was a good performance behind Torrigine I thought number two he's exceptional might be next best in an even race and a fairly wide quaddy leg for me 15 9 7 and 2 Dino uh, how are you playing the last and before you, uh, before I go to Gator, I've got a question for you regarding Commander Harry. But first of all, we'll get your thoughts on the race. Uh, Warren, I'm going with Victory Bay. Uh, I think uh, he ran well at Terrelgan. Uh, young rider having her first ride and didn't do a lot wrong, but just got flushed out that little bit early, made a long run, got caught right on the line. Uh, I think he can take up a fairly prominent role here, and I think that might be a really big key to this race. And uh, I'm going with him to beat seven Corona Lad. I think 1400s. His best trip, uh, so he's been freshened, he's well-placed. Blake Shin knows him well now. 15 Indifference and 17 Micro, the two uh, Godolphin runners. Uh, I think they've both got very good chances uh, and have to be regarded. But uh, I'm thinking that uh, Victory Bay will run well and uh, cap off a pretty big day for Peter Moody. He's got a great team of horses in 12, 7, 15 and 17. 
12, 7, 15 and 17. I made a typo in my selections. 15, 9, 7 and 12 were my numbers. 15, 9, 7 and 12, not 15, 9, 7 and 2. And Dino Steve's a regular contributor via SMS. Hi, guys. One of the most intriguing runners of the day is Commander Harry in race 9 for Kieran Ma now. I'd be interested in Dean's thoughts on his chances today. So can you give us a, a quick word there, Dino? Uh, well, I'm, I was sort of... Uh sitting on the fence a bit with him because I think he's trolled up quite well. Uh, but uh, Dave Eustace made up my mind for me when he said he won't be winning today, but uh, he's going along well. So uh, I'll uh, take advisement from one of the co-trainers and say uh, not today, but uh, I think the horse is shaping well. Dean Lester's numbers in the last 12, 7, 15 and 17. One by the SMS just to recap the numbers in race seven. That'll be pretty easy because it was across the board, numbers six, two, three and four. Gator, how are you playing the last? Yeah, I like Victory Bay as well. I was well back to beat a horse called Braden Star of Cram and it was good from the back, uh, but no match for that smart horse. I went forward to Elgin, as mentioned um, by Dino, just trapped wide there. That was a good effort. Luke Nolan taking over uh, today. Corona lad, rock solid in the MCC final. Torrigine winner of that since from well in stakes grade. Kept fresh, actually prefer the horse at 1,400 as well. Indifference, certainly in the game. Freedom escape may have franked the form from uh, earlier in the day by now. And both the park looks ready to win. Just can't seem to quite know one. Next best, 12, 7, 15 and 6. Closing out the last, David Gately, 12, 7, 15 and 6. Dean Lester, 12, 7, 15 and 17. My numbers are 15, 9, 7 and 12. Mark Olmos, you've kept us right up to date with moves right throughout the, the day and moves throughout the week. Best back runner so far the, this morning and today and as the landscape sits, the, the best runners around the country today. Absolutely awesome, John, at Flemington, uh, Warren. Uh, into $3.50 now, uh, so there's been a further trim up into three fifty. As mentioned, $51 in the Australian Derby, uh, going all the way ahead to the 1st of April. But uh, there's also been good money around for Invincible Caviar, uh, I'm noticing. A big watch on uh, on the Kensington up the straight. I think, as I mentioned earlier, as we get closer to start time, we'll get a clearer picture on, on where the money is, is coming for. And at Royal Randwick, there have been a whole stack of runners backed. I'll just run through them very quickly. Race 1, number 3, Snapback, has been backed as if unbeatable. 290 into 180, with your blessing in race 3, has also been well backed. The Ma Eustace pair in race 4, Worthily and Secret Glamour, 6 and 9. Alpha 1, as I mentioned earlier, scratched, of course, from the Kensington. Going around in race 5 at Randwick, $4 into $1.90. Uh, race 7, Spangler and Deficit in a really open race. Amish Boy holding three times as much as any other runner in race eight. And Dehorn Unicorn uh, has been backed to beat I Am Me. Uh, Eagle Farm, race three, number 11. Chase and Artie, 21 into $11, has been specced. Comes out of that really good two-year-old series behind uh, those smart horses for, for Waller and Rogerson. And over at Ascot, one are noted when M. Pateman runners get backed. Uh, race one, number nine. Feels playful. You take full notice. Two eighty into two dollars to kick us off uh, in good form there at Ascot a little bit later on ahead of the the Ted Van Heeps and a quick word on the Group Two there. Race eight numbers ten and four. They're going to be awfully hard to beat. We speak of of course Steinem and Ironclad. And look, if you can't separate them and you're a little bit scared like I can be, you can take a bundle bet and you can get about a dollar forty-five. But uh, punters are very keen on those two. And in Benalla, one other one I'll throw out if you can keep up, punters. Benalla race one, number 11, Apertivo. 
two ninety into a dollar ninety. I think that's enough from me, Warren. Well, from a personal point of view, there the market moves. But is there anything you're particularly keen on today? Uh, I did notice uh, that there. Well, I don't want to go to the greyhounds too early in the day, even though they're racing. But uh, um, I've got an interest in she's a pearl, and I'll be hoping that she goes well. And she's at about three twenty, and I think come jump time we'll be we'll be looking at around about four dollars. But uh, other than that, I'm uh, extremely keen on Steinem in the. In the uh, group two, uh, what are they calling it these days? The Ted Van Heemst, uh, formerly the Cox Stakes. Uh, backed her in the Matriarch, backed her in the Northerly, and I'll have to back her again in the group two, eight for age feature this afternoon. Thanks for your help this morning, Mark. Best of luck right throughout the day, and particularly at the Meadows tonight. Yeah, thank you, Warren. It'll be a great night, and uh, it'll be a great day at Flemington. Uh, if you are on the lawn, it's going to be a sensational day. We'll be running a punters club out there. Uh, wonderful offerings from the VRC today. So looking forward to a wonderful day, and let's uh, back many, many winners, and hopefully we found you a few this morning. 7 and 9 on RSN 927. We'll back the team's best bets, quaddy plays at Flemington after this.